This is the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. Now from Studio B or wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. It is great to be back with you all. Welcome in, everybody, to the Black and Blue Report, presented by ABC Auto Insurance Agencies. I'm Sean Kelly. Greetings from Tay from Studio B on Airline Drive, where um, it's uh, it's a happening a little bit. Uh, you know, obviously, primarily because it is game week. We're ready to kick off the 50th season of Saints football. The Raiders will be here on Sunday. All that's very exciting. And, and Wednesday is always a busy day during any regular NFL regular season of week. But... Apparently, we have quite a bit of news to talk about today, and we've got great guests, too, to not only talk about this weekend's game, but a little bit of Pelicans as well, as that season is quickly approaching, and certainly some thoughts from head coach Sean Payton about the Raiders. First, though, from Sean Payton, some um, some comments on news that's developing here throughout the week, and uh, obviously, it's coming kind of fast and furious. First of all, there's uh, news already today, as of this recording, that the Saints and Drew Brees are reportedly close to a new agreement. Nothing from the team at this point. Something we'll keep on the radar, though, for sure. Drew Brees is scheduled to speak with the media on this Wednesday afternoon. We may have more from him then. Otherwise, either no news (laughs) or uh, more concrete news late today into tomorrow. We'll keep an eye on that for you. We also have uh, heard uh, that Jari Evans may be returning to the Saints. Again, nothing official from the team But head coach Sean Payton today in his media conference call did confirm that uh, Jari Evans uh, has spent time here at the facility and uh, and that would lend then to the possibility of Jari obviously coming back and playing at guard for the Saints. I think it is a realistic possibility. We're we're making sure we look at each available option for us. Uh, It's pretty normal when you get to your final roster cuts that you're still shuffling here in the first couple of weeks, maybe not because of injury. And, and so we had a good visit. Um, we'll kind of see where that goes. So we have that news. Otherwise, apparently a new kicker in the fold. And kind of a cool story, depending on which side of the story you're on, I guess. But after spending the entire preseason and then dating back to last season with Kai Forbath, but Kai Forbath, Connor Barth, now both of them no longer kicking for the Saints. There's a new kicker in town. His name is Will Lutz, who comes to us from Georgia State, most recently from the Baltimore Ravens. Remember, the Ravens have an outstanding kicker already in Tucker. So Lutz was kind of in an uphill battle or, or in a bad spot already during preseason, but after the Ravens let him go, the Saints had him in for a workout on Monday, and, well, Sean Payton decided to pull the trigger. His workout was outstanding, and it the thing that I told Kai – our our plan after these guys had kind of competed all during training camp was to pick a kicker and, and, and go with it. And we felt Kai had done a great job. Uh, we certainly weren't looking to replace that kicker. Um, you know, we, we knew Baltimore had a a pretty good young, talented player. You know, I'd, I'd heard that Coach Harbaugh and a few of their staff members had talked about this young player that they had as a rookie. And so we brought him in for a workout and uh, it's probably the best kicking workout I've ever seen. So on top of that, (laughs) speaking of workouts and new players, 
there's also now a new cornerback in the fold. The Saints reportedly earlier this week let go of Cortland Finnegan. That left Delvin Bro as the only cornerback with NFL regular season game experience. The Saints have now added 26-year-old uh, Sterling Moore to the squad. Moore was most recently with Buffalo where he had signed as a free agent and ended up being one of the final cuts for the Bills. He played in 16 games last year, nine starts with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Originally, Moore came out of SMU in 2011, spent time with the Patriots and the Cowboys, and now uh, Sean Payton talks about his skills and what he could bring to the Saints. Well, he's a player we had our eye on a year ago and tried to get him when he was leaving Dallas. I think he's got very good ball skills and very good awareness. He's got quick, quick feet. Um, He's experienced and played a lot of snaps for for a player that uh, you know would say is we would say is early in his career. He's played some nickel. Tampa Bay kind of played outside, starred some of the better receivers he saw. So he's competitive, um, young, and I think still has uh, some real good football ahead of him. Otherwise, uh, again, these are reports. Nothing from the team yet. Apparently, the Saints may be uh, parting ways at the moment with Garrett Grayson the third-round pick out of Colorado State. Uh, Grayson, a quarterback, may end up being back on the practice squad here shortly. We'll see on that. We'll wait for the team to confirm, deny, or adjust uh, that news as well. So quite a bit has gone on here today. And as Sean Payton also said during, during his conference call today, look, not uncommon. Teams all over the league are doing this last-minute shuffling here before the week one uh, ball games that actually start tomorrow night, by the way. I can't believe the NFL weekend kicks off tomorrow. But um, – that's what's going on here at Airline Drive today. Coach spoke to some of it, obviously, and uh, and we'll keep an eye on a couple of these other things, namely that Drew Brees situation, uh, as not only today but tomorrow um, runs its course. More from Coach Payton uh, a little bit later here in the Black and Blue Report. We've got some thoughts from him on this weekend's opponent as we're going to turn your direction toward the Saints and the Raiders at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome this weekend. When we come back, though, we'll welcome in our first guest. He'll be calling the game on Fox and Chris Myers returns to the Black and Blue Report. We'll get his preview from a network perspective of this weekend's game. And then Terrence Jones, one of the newest Pelicans, uh, will visit with us from the Pelicans practice facility here on this Wednesday as well. So a good show. We've got more from Coach Payton later. Terrence Jones, Chris Myers, though. Up next as we continue here on the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Gatorade, for athletes who move the game forward, we're creating the fuel to do the same. Innovating beyond hydration to create the future of sports fuel. Fueling today, fueling the future. When it's blazing this summer, don't sweat it. Hydrate naturally with Smoothie King's new summer hydration smoothies. Four refreshing flavors specifically blended to help you beat the heat and stay in the game. Made with coconut water, fresh frozen fruits, and vitamin C, they hydrate better than water and have less sodium and more potassium than leading sports drinks. Try all four hydration smoothie flavors. Watermelon, passion fruit peach, strawberry mango, and watermelon extreme. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local supermarket and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup. 
the hearty way to fuel your game and the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. We call it No Appointment Radio. You're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to Black and Blue Report. Still to come, Terrence Jones, uh, one of the newest Pelicans. More from head coach Sean Payton, too. Uh, As promised, though, from the NFL on Fox, it's Chris Myers, who's been with us before. And I can't think of a better guy to kind of kick off the NFL season for us here in New Orleans as Chris Myers and his NFL Fox on Fox crew uh, is set to go for this weekend at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Chris, great to have you back. How are you, my friend? Good, good. It's, it's been fun. I'm excited about football and uh, love opening, you know, going back to uh, New Orleans. Uh, the Superdome is always a good scene, and uh, the Raiders are an improved team with a high-flying offense. Hopefully we'll, we'll see a lot of scoring. So and with uh, my broadcast partner in the booth, Rondé Barber for Fox, you know, Rondé, of course, uh, played in the division against Drew Brees a lot when he was a member of the, of the Buccaneers. So he has an interesting, great respect, obviously, for Drew and, and a great perspective uh, when he sees plays uh, on, on the field that remind him of when he was out there going against Brees and always how, how good and competitive and effective Brees was against uh, against him in the secondary. So anyway, we're, we're excited about it. Yeah, I, you know, you must know somebody because you pulled a great one here. It's going to be a beautiful weekend in New Orleans. And and this this assignment, Chris, has I don't know how you're going to get all the storylines boiled down to something manageable here. This game, I think, flies <laughs> under the radar a little bit around the NFL. I think it's one of the more intriguing matchups of the weekend. Yeah, because when you have Drew Brees, you you always have a chance. You know, I know people are down on the Saints' defense, and with the seven and nine seasons, that's understandable. But there's changes there. There's a, been some personnel moves that I think have shown that they're they're trying their best within the. Uh, the structure of the salary cap and draft to upgrade where they can, the unfortunate injury to Rankins, the, the, the number one draft pick who would have figured in this. But um, so, but, but Breeze in the offense, that's always going to be a story. Uh, and it always has been Simmons, Sean Payton, have gone to New Orleans. So, so that's one thing to start with. And then the Raiders come in, you know, with Derek Carr, I mean, his first two seasons in the NFL, he really, we've had, we've had some of their games, Rondy and I have seen him up close develop uh, and, and really only, I think only, uh, Dan Marino has thrown more touchdown passes in his first two years in the NFL than, than Derek Carr, and he's got some receivers and weapons around him. Interestingly enough, though, the, the pass rush, he has been sacked quite a bit, a little bit in the, in the last couple of years that he's he's played, so this could give the Saints a little bit of an opening in terms of a, of a pass rush. But, yes, I expect uh, the defenses to be really challenged here uh, and the offenses to control the, the tempo of this game, which always makes it more, I think, entertaining for fans and for us to, to broadcast the game. Everybody loves a high-scoring game. No doubt. Uh, Chris, as you know, as you've been following all this week, uh, there, there's there's a lot rumbling around our building here and with those who cover the Saints on a regular basis. Let's start with Drew Brees because you mentioned him. Uh, you know, the reports are that the Saints and Brees are very close on a, on a new deal um, let's let's say for the sake of our conversation here that that is done and put to bed before the weekend. Uh, what kind of an impact do you, does that have uh, on just the storyline of this game itself? Yeah, and I, let me first say too, I, I really respect Drew Brees for uh, obviously what he's what he's been able to do as a player and, and his his devotion to his craft, but also for me being very clear from the start that hey, if it, if it's not if this isn't done by the time we start the season, then we're we're, we're not talking about it till. Until we get through the year, I mean, what a what a professional, strong statement to make, and I think that shows you the kind of guy he is, committed to the craft, and also not to create distraction for for the, his teammates or or those covering the team or the coaching staff. So I, I'm going to assume because I thought all along that 
they would find a way to get this done. He wanted to be there. Obviously, the Saints want him. He still can get it done. We did a game last year where he got hurt. I think he's only missed a handful of games since he's even been in New Orleans. So for a little guy who uh, who, who takes uh, uh, you know some of the big hits, he he has showed up for work and 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 done the job. So I think this is a great move. And with Max Unger, the extension, uh, his contract taking care of that. So you've got a center who's who's an important part, the comfort level for those two, and of course the the combination of of Sean uh, Payton and, and Drew Brees. They've been very successful. We could rattle off numbers, but I think people know that already, no matter what the other moving parts are on an offense, those receivers or tight ends or offensive linemen and, and the challenges that they might uh, that they might provide. So I, I think it's a tremendous relief, not that, that it would have been a problem. We would have seen the, the, the same terrific uh, Drew Brees if, if a deal hadn't been done. But I think for the Saints organization, really for the NFL, I, I think it's good that we're assuming that this is in place and we can go forward. That's where Drew Brees belongs and hopefully finishes up his career. Chris, you may get behind the microphone on Sunday and have Jari Evans on that starting offensive line too, just like you saw the Saints the last time around. But there's more to the story there, obviously, because he was gone and now apparently is coming back. I'm surprised with some of the, and I guess it tells you that and this is why the Saints haven't had a winning record in the last couple of years, that, uh, that, that all of the last minute, and a number of teams making personnel moves. You even see uh, teams at the upper level in the division, like New England, making the moves that to their roster. They're just trying to find the best guys they can uh, that are available to get them in, whether it's the signing of a Paul Kruger like uh, the, the Saints did when he was released. Some people might say, oh, they're cast-offs. Well, this is a guy at Evans who you're very familiar with, Drew Brees is, Sean Payton is, the Saints are. And so if he if he goes to, to Seattle and you have a chance to get him back, why not? Even the, the, the move with the kicker was, was intriguing to me, but but obviously the Saints saw something uh, that, that after Forbath beat out Connor Barth, that they're going to bring in a guy from Georgia State who they respect from uh, Baltimore in their preseason, their team. Obviously they, they worked him out. They had a good look at, at a young guy with a strong leg and respected John Harbaugh, former special teams coach who, has become a head coach, so has an eye for this thing. So, so I, I just think this tells you that uh, that the Saints are trying to put the best personnel group together to start the season, and it's going to be ongoing uh, throughout the course of at least the first few weeks. I know that goes on all year, but once you get the group you like, you've got to work with them. And so Evans is a guy who comes back to the fold, assuming that gets done as well. All right. You, you did a great job of encapsulating all the news of the week. And I think you were smart in saying, Chris, that this is going around on around the league. I know that this time of year, everybody's hypersensitive to anything football. I mean, if two kids are playing catch in the yard with a football, it's exciting because it's the start of the season. So <laughs> how do you how do you put it all in perspective and and talk about the singular event at noon central on Sunday? Well, and, and, you know, the patriotism will be in full force. It, it happens to fall on, on 9-11. It's something that the, the, the National Football League and uh, we all, all be well aware of when we get ready for the game. So you have that as a, as a starting point. But, you know, Sean, I, I think the biggest thing is that as a young fan growing up and then a guy who covered the Saints in New Orleans locally when I, I did TV there and in some of the lean years and then when they started to win – I, I do think opening day, really, you, you can read about things. Whether, look, whether you're a fan of the Cleveland Browns who haven't won in a while and look at it look like they might be the worst team in the league, to a, a team like uh, you know the Seahawks or the, the Steelers who were favorites, and then you have those teams somewhere in between. Uh, I, what it what it does as a fan and as a broadcaster is you 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 think you know based on what you've read and researched. 
but as Jim Mora used to say, the, the former Saints coach, you, you think you know, but you really don't know. And so it, it unfolds. And I think that's the excitement of it. We, we think we, we, we've seen the Drew Brees and we know what to expect from him. And, and will Derek Carr continue to get better? What about the Raiders defense? Is Khalil Mack as good as we've seen so far? You know, how will uh, Dennis Allen do with the, uh, with the Saints uh, defense? I mean, with, you know, re- reshuffling, you know, he's been there now. He's at the control. So I, I think around the league, that's the feeling for everybody. And there, and there are always early surprises. I think last year the Rams beat the Seahawks on opening day in overtime, and then really the first quarter of the season is how you judge. So I like that we, you know, we're excited for what we read and what we see, but until they get out and play on on the field, uh, then you get a real sense. So I, I really don't know what to expect from this game or even around the league, uh, but I think that's what excites fans at this point. We're all in it. We all have Super Bowl hopes for our for our teams, and. Uh, and slowly those will be chipped away and somebody will emerge and get to the top. So I think, you know, even Carolina last year, I think people thought, well, they'd be a better team, but I don't think a lot of people had them actually going to the Super Bowl. And, and so these are, and they came obviously from this, this division here in the NFC South. So, I, I, I hope that we have that same kind of excitement as we uh, as we kick off this weekend. No doubt, no doubt. Hey, Chris, when you and Rondé and Jen Hale uh, arrive here at the facility later in the week, uh, is there a question or two that you really have top of mind here for Sean Payton when you get to meet with him? Yeah, you know, that's a really good question because we'll be in there actually coming in Thursday night's our first game, and then we'll, we'll be out at the Saints facility, watch practice. And it's one of my favorite things to do, whether it's on a, on a call or when we get to, to talk to the players and coaches, uh, our, it's Rondé and myself, our crew, and, and there's no, no cameras. We're not rolling, we're not recording, and, and they're very candid with us. And they'll tell us some things sometimes, I wouldn't say off, off the record, but I would say things that will help us with the broadcast that they, they might say, you know, don't quote me on this, but this is why this is happening, this is why we do this. And Sean Payton is one of the, one of the uh, best coaches in the league in terms of being not only straightforward with us, but but he knows the roster and the personnel. I mean, he'll sit down with us and go through every player and give you uh, his details, his stats, whether he's a guy off the practice squad or whether he's a, a Drew Brees, and he'll tell you the latest assessment and what he thought before. And it's and it's really fascinating. I mean, he's 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 very thorough in that. I think he'd be a terrific uh, broadcast analyst if he ever wanted to go that route, calling games. But but that really helps us so that we have a sense when we. Where, where he's coming from in the, in the course of, of the game. And we, we really do learn a lot from that. It helps our director and our camera crews be ready uh, for different uh, formations and things like that. So hopefully we don't, we don't miss anything in the flow of the game. But that, that really is an enjoyable part. And you get to know people a little bit, their personality when their guard is down. No doubt. No doubt. Chris, I look forward to seeing you this weekend. Um, Happy New Year to you, my friend. Yeah, thank you very much. We look happy football season. We yes. look forward to it. I know the place will be rocking, and we'll hopefully uh, we'll chat again and uh, look forward to seeing you down in New Orleans. Very good. Chris Myers, uh, obviously formerly of our market here, now with the NFL on Fox. His crew will be here on Sunday. Auctioner believes the best way to predict the future is to invent it. Here, our doctors and staff are changing lives day after day. Every week, I'm operating on babies who are days old with hearts smaller than walnuts. We're giving these kids a life they wouldn't otherwise have, a chance to grow up. Sometimes cancer patients come who were told they were out of options, but Auctioner has the most clinical trials in the state. It's amazing to be able to give second chances. We're always a step ahead, even with simple things like getting you in to see a doctor today versus a week from now, so what you have doesn't become something bigger. It makes a difference. Every day, Auctioner is creating a better future by looking forward 
and thinking differently to find life-changing solutions. That's healthcare with peace of mind. Appointments are available today. Call 866-OCTIONER or visit auctioner.org. When it's blazing this summer, don't sweat it. Hydrate naturally with Smoothie King's new summer hydration smoothies. Four refreshing flavors specifically blended to help you beat the heat and stay in the game. Made with coconut water, fresh frozen fruits, and vitamin C, they hydrate better than water and have less sodium and more potassium than leading sports drinks. Try all four hydration smoothie flavors, watermelon, passion fruit peach, strawberry mango, and watermelon extreme. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. The Pelican schedule has just been released, and 12-game plans are now on sale. 12-game packages, including the contender and weekend plans, are your tickets to see NBA All-Star Anthony Davis and your Pelicans take on the biggest names in the NBA, including LeBron James, Steph Curry, and more. Take in a couple of Pelicans games a month throughout the season for as low as $17 per game. Visit pelicans.com or call 525-HOOP and score your seats today. We're talking Pelicans basketball on the Black and Blue Report. We're going to flip over to the basketball side for a little bit, and we're, we're lucky enough to talk to Terrence Jones today. Welcome, sir. First time for us to have a conversation. I uh, appreciate it. You know, I'm excited to be here, and uh, it's just been a lot of fun getting to know my teammates and the new staff, and uh, I'm just really excited about the year. How are you introducing yourself to folks around town? Um, You know, it, it's already been the family atmosphere here and everybody seems to you know uh be real into the pelicans basketball and know me when i'm walking down the street and just you know welcoming me with open arms in every restaurant walking you know my mom around showing her around and uh it's just been exciting all right terrence jones with us here he's going to be a new power forward maybe center maybe small he's the kind of guy who can play all over is that safe to say yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I I definitely love using my versatility as my advantage. And, uh, you know, I, I just always consider myself a basketball player and never wanted to just put myself at one position. Did that start where? High school, college? Um, You know, I always played up growing up. And uh, it, it mainly started off, you know, in middle school, just trying to get on the floor with the older guys at whatever position I could. The older guys? Heck, when you were in middle school, you were probably playing with the 18-year-olds, weren't you? Yeah, for sure. I was playing, you know. In high school, high school ball, and uh, I was playing point guard. That's where I got my hen- uh, ball handling skills from. And then I just kept growing, and from there on, I got to be able to work on my post moves and you know try to put everything in one package to be able to be as versatile as I am today. Tell me more about where home is. Portland, Oregon, and uh, you know I got a big family that's actually based out of New Orleans. With my grandma uh, being from here, and all ten of her kids being from here, and um, you know her moving to Portland from New Orleans, uh, you know, we still came here for family reunions every other year, and I, I still have a, a big family base out of here, so it still feels like a home away from home. Man, that's great. Is Antonio Harvey a guy that you've looked at at some point? Because I think he's a New Orleans guy who ended up in Portland as a player too. Yeah, I mean, I, it, it definitely seems like, you know, they come two and two, and I, I'm excited to be here, and um, it's going to be a lot of fun. All right, so then off to Kentucky, right, where you met a certain guy named Anthony Davis. Yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, I could tell he was special from, you know, summer school, just how uh, our chemistry built with uh, summer workouts, uh, how hard we both were working and pushing each other just to be become um, better players and try to 
have that one goal of winning that national championship and then actually coming down here in New Orleans and making sure that goal was a dream come true was just amazing. And it's just exciting to be back with them. How did you two fit together then, and how do you think you'll fit together now? Um, we, we just, you know, complimented each other on both ends of the floor. I think we helped, you know, start breaks and transition. And um, I think we're both way better offensively skilled now than back then. But we were we were getting a lot of, you know, plays made for each other through alley-oops and just reading one another and knowing where the other one was going to be. And um, it, it just was exciting. And I think it, it really was winning basketball because it was mainly based off the defensive end. And I think that's what's going to happen here. Can you compare yourself to Draymond Green in any way? And I think you'll know where I'm going with this. Um, you know, I definitely see, um, you know, resemblance when it comes to how we both can push the ball, both make plays, um, passing the ball and finding guys and, you know, just that all around toughness. I mean, I definitely feel we both are similar when it comes to all three of those. And I'm just, you know, ready to get out there and do it in that Pelicans uniform. Yeah. And and I guess where I'm going is I could see the quote unquote smaller lineup with the Pelicans. Although it's hard to say anybody's small when they're as big as you guys are, but you guys could be a bit of a smaller lineup. You play alongside AD, no true center, in all of that, almost that Draymond Green role. I guess that's where I was going with it. Definitely, and um, I'm excited about that that lineup, and um, you know, used to it, um, and it's it's just going to be a lot of fun. It, it might mean that you have to guard some bigger guys. How do you feel about that? I mean, in, in Houston, I feel uh, we we switched a lot, and it's not no, not one big that I haven't felt I haven't guard. I mean, I played with Omer and I played with Dwight Howard. Had to guard them in practice, and those are one of the top, the bigger guys in the league that it comes to, you know. And um, I'm not afraid of any big guys, and it doesn't bother me to guard a big guy, especially knowing I got um, help with AD over the top. Like I know what it's going to be like. Speaking of knowing that he's there to help you. Is the fact that you guys played together before, does it help you guys communicate non-verbally at this point? Definitely. I mean, we, we've been spending all our workout time together this summer and uh, just, you know, really pushing each other. And our chemistry is already up there. And, and now that he's back um, able to get up and down, it's just going to get better from here. You guys have been working out kind of informally. I know that training camp's right around the corner. Has there anything, in a good way, anything that surprised you about this new group of guys you're going to play with? Um, you know, just how um, grit and tough everybody is. I mean, nobody's backing down from anybody, and it's just making the whole vibe of the team more, you know, tougher and uh, getting guys ready and prepared. And it just seems like we're coming in, you know, right now workouts as if it was training camp, and I just think it's going to make our team uh, just a better team. Wow. Um, you strike me as the kind of guy that probably has a thing or two every offseason that you want to work on or add to your game. You want to share uh, what you've been working on as far as going into this season? Oh, man. I mean, you know, just the role I feel I'm going to be able to, you know, fulfill. I just wanted to work on, you know, drives and being able to make plays for other guys, finding, you know, the corner when it's open and definitely finding the other big. And um, I I think that's going to play a big role of uh, opening up the floor is when uh, those other bigs come over and and I start throwing those lobs like I used to in college and – it's just going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun watching you play. Thanks for the visit. I enjoyed it. Thank you. Yep. Terrence Jones with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Stay with us. When we come back, more from head coach Sean Payton. We'll wrap up the Wednesday edition in just a moment.
Gatorade, for athletes who move the game forward, we're creating the fuel to do the same. Innovating beyond hydration to create the future of sports fuel. Fueling today, fueling the future. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local supermarket and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup, the hearty way to fuel your game, and the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. Take flight with your New Orleans Pelicans and have an amazing game night group experience that you can customize to meet your group's needs. Bring your family, friends, or coworkers, and we'll bring the fun. Make lasting memories while you sit back and enjoy the excitement of watching the world's best athletes and ask how you can be a part of the action on center court. For more information and to book your group night, call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com today. Want each show delivered right to your iPhone or iPad? Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes by searching Black and Blue Report. Big thanks again today to Chris Myers for the NFL on Fox. Uh, we'll look forward to his call this weekend. I want to say Rondé Barber is his analyst, and we all know that Jen Hale will be on the sidelines with that crew at the uh, Superdome on Sunday. Also, thanks to Terrence Jones today, uh, the Pelicans are getting closer and closer. Can you believe, you ready for this? The first preseason game is the first, so October 1st, which means camp will be open here in approximately two weeks. That's why guys are back in town. Great visit from Terrence today. All right, as promised, more from head coach Sean Payton. This was, again, from his uh, conference call with the media this morning. We started the conversation about this weekend's opponent. There are a couple things that jump right off the page with regard to the Oakland Raiders, and we'll flesh more of this out tomorrow with our guest, uh, Deuce McAllister. First up, Coach Payton talking about the weapon that is Amari Cooper on the offensive side of the Raiders football. Well, he's pretty elusive. They do a good job with their formations. They find him in the slot sometimes. He plays X, and yet when he shows up in different areas of the field, you've got to be able to make that adjustment. I think that the combination of he, he and that young quarterback, especially when the quarterback has time, is tough because this guy can run. He's got strong hands. Uh, I thought he had an outstanding rookie year last year. Um, I think you got to be smart at the line of scrimmage with him. That big-time weapon there is uh, in sync now quite a bit with this young quarterback who I enjoy watching play. I really do. <laughs> um, I, I'm hoping he doesn't have a great day on Sunday, obviously. But Coach Payton talks about Derek Carr. I think he moves well. He's a guy that can beat you with his feet up in the pocket or to the right. I think he's got a quick release. I think he's smart. And you can see him process the information quickly, accurately. Um, they've got a big offensive line and, and some speed outside. So uh, you'll get some oddball sets. You know, you'll get some various motions that we've got to be prepared to handle in our manner zone schemes. Um, but I think he processes the information and gets it out of his hand quickly. And then finally, on the defensive side of the football, the Raiders have a monster in Khalil Mack. I mean, this guy's the real deal. Uh, he's not the only problem over there on the defensive side of the football. Look, the Saints offensive front is going to have their hands full. 
And once again, head coach Sean Payton. Well, look, all, all of our guys, you know, are going to have to be prepared for their pass rush. Mac's going to show up on either edge, not just one edge. And we've got to be able to understand and account for them. All right, that doesn't wet your whistle a little bit. I don't know what does. Uh, we'll continue the conversation about Saints and Raiders and all the news going on this week when we invite Deuce McAllister back for tomorrow's Black and Blue Report. Yes, 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 yes. Deuce will be with us for the Thursday edition. We'll also hear from the Saints locker room, head coach Sean Payton again tomorrow, um, and we'll see what else, what other news we have. I think we'll have some big stuff to talk about tomorrow. Stay tuned for that. Thanks again for making us a part of your Wednesday. Hope you all have a great rest of your day. Stay cool or stay dry, however the weather may find you today. And just know that we're getting very close, finally, to regular season football in the NFL. For Daniel Salerson, I'm Sean Kelly. Have a great day, everybody, and goodbye from Studio B. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report, presented by ABC Insurance Agencies. A better choice for insurance. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at noon central or at your convenience exclusively online at pelicans.com and neworleansaints.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report.